0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: In goes Stewart. They've only gone and done it!
0: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's
1: Lindergaard making back pedal. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Glover's Cast and in the spirit of Christmas we've got people partying out on a Thursday night out on a school night so we're without Mr David Coates but it's me and Ben just the duo It is just the two of us we can make it if we try I think we'll do all right yeah yeah Thursday is the new Friday kids It is and actually saying that uh, potentially next Thursday I'm not around See Thursday's the new Friday I think our one our one listener from Vietnam is uh coming back to the country for Christmas, uh so I will hopefully be partaking in a few beverages. We might have to do some my friend Alex uh,
2: We might have to have some um scheduling chats because I'm not entirely sure if I'm around next Thursday either.
1: oof, I'm I well, know. You know I've actually written on my to do list right here in front of me, Ben, on my to do list. I have got uh, Christmas schedule written,
2: yeah because. I, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure if our plans are to record on Christmas Day for a Boxing Day release, as we I'm normally would on a Sunday.
1: I'm not sure that'll, that'll get not, through.
2: No, I'm not sure that'll get through customs. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll have a chat. We might not record next Thursday. We might reschedule something pre-Christmas
1: and then do a post-Christmas one. Yeah. We'll figure,
2: we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out.
1: People won't want to listen to us at Christmas anyway. P- will they?
2: People don't actually listen anyway. It's fine.
1: No, right, okay, right. but that's fine. Um there's not been a lot for us to talk about
0: because no.
2: the Barnett game didn't happen and it was called off very early. Yeah, so we kind was of handy. knew it. Well, yeah. Well, good. Um, but now we're thinking about dorking on the weekend for the FA trophy game. So let's, let's, let's touch on Barnett very, very quickly. Didn't happen. We'll it today in the uh, pre-match presser, Gaffers presser that actually a bit of a blessing in disguise. We've, we've had a few poorly souls and, it probably came at a good time are you uh, crying about the fact that we didn't get to play barnet
1: no i'm not even sure it was in disguise i think it was just a, a straight up blessing yes correct um yeah it sounded like it gave us a chance to get players back a bit fitter uh, give them a bit more time without you know having to go you know full on training ready for a game so yeah i think it sounds like <laughs> Everyone was quite relieved by that. I think uh, yeah. it's like that. Yeah, the fixtures are going to pile up at some point, but right now it just feels crazy. It does. There, there were only two games. There was meant to
2: be an entire card. There was only two games that took place. Uh, uh, Not County beat Gateshead 2-0. And then there was Maidstone Dorking, which was a bit bonkers. Mm. Which will lead it, us on nicely into, into what we're going to talk about, but. It ended three two to Dorking, but as the clock ticked ninety minutes, it was two one to Maidstone. They went a bit bonkers at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that, that seems to be a bit of a theme with Dorking. They really go, go for it, mm. and um, it's like ironic that the, the the time we've played them this season, we scored super early and then defended, and then the game finished one all in the end, didn't it? Mm. But yeah, they seem to have a bit of a Way about them i think they're enjoying their season at the highest level that they've ever been and why not you're only gonna get places if you score goals which is why they're 15th and what are we 18th 19th <laughs> keep going <laughs> oh i don't want to keep going ben 19th, that far. 19th three points yeah. three points ahead
2: of oldham and we played a game more than them um but obviously now we have we have three games in hand on dorking for example yeah, played 24 no. so these get, th- th- this is where things are going to get a little bit crazy just for reference anyone who wants to check these things scunthorpe bottom 23 played 23 16 points gateshead played 22 17 points torquay played 23 18 points oldham played 21 20 maidstone in 20th 20 played 24 uh, 21 points, and then us play 22, 23 points. For absolute reference, uh, Solihull Moors sit 7th, 10 points ahead of us. So it doesn't feel like there's massive amounts going on in between and, and, and a string of results, yeah, would would probably do uh, more more good than it has done at other points. But yeah, it, look, it's it's a crazy game. And one thing I did notice is that their goal scorer, their first goal scorer, went off injured quite early on. And I'll be honest with you, I've been at work all day, I haven't checked, but James McShane, who has been bagging recently. Scored um,
1: 15 goals from this season.
2: Well, if he's gone off injured, then maybe, if the trophy's not massively important to them, for example, maybe he won't be um, involved. So that might be one to, to keep an eye on once the team sheets
1: team sheets come around. Do you know who scored 10 goals this season? Uh, Yovel, <laughs> Ryan Seager was he yeah good to know so they've got a couple of double figure goal scorers in their team which for a team in 15th place isn't isn't too bad but obviously this isn't a league game that we're going into we've got a uh, we've got the FA trophy
2: yeah which... it is It is. they have scored more than twice the number of goals we have Ooh. and they have scored more goals than two three sides that currently sit inside the playoffs
1: and the uh, the guy who scored their other two goals in in the week was uh, Bobby Joe Taylor who, yeah, scored two stoppage time goals. There you go. But it's also worth noting that no team in the
2: division has conceded more goals than Dorking Wanderers. So,
1: so I mean... So, is this the game? <laughs> is this the match where we... Well... Bag? Let's,
2: let's... It's a game where I think, I hope that... um Mark Cooper has talked a little bit about freedom when we're talking about the players, because if we lose going down, dying on our sword, because we've had a right, good go from minute one to minute 95. And we do get done five, four or something ridiculous. You know, I, I'm kind of going to be okay with it. Yeah. You know, And I, I guess that comes, I mean, I, we'll probably discuss what the FA trophy means to us as a club, as a whole and this season in particular, but if you if you offered me a 5-4 defeat right now, I'd be tempted to say, well, that means we've scored four goals, probably played some attacking football, and I would understand anyone that wanted to take it.
1: Okay. What do you if think? We can see, if we concede five goals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the other side of it, isn't it? But we know that... Like, Where does that, that we come have... from? Because yeah. that's the one thing we've been good at. <laughs> we've been very good
2: at that. Lots of cleanos. In fact, looking at that last little run, only Gates said... Have scored against us. We haven't scored many at the other end, but to, um, yeah, just concede one in the last six is is really quite something, isn't it?
1: It is. I think the. I know Mark Cooper said today, didn't he, about we, we've done the defensive stuff. Last weekend was a bit of an anomaly because of oh. the illness that was across the squad and the players that were available and the players that. What do you say? They drew, they were drawing lots about who was going to come off because they was, because of who was ill and everything. But it feels like there was a bit of a focus today on wanting to work on that attacking play and that yeah. we've got, you know, we've got the defensive stuff down. Saturday was, yeah, a, a, a bit of a blotch, but perhaps this weekend we'll see more of that free flowing football with. A team of players that are actually, you know, well.
2: And a team against a team that are going to leave gaps at the back. Mm. That are going to have a go at us because that's the way they go about their, their, their games. Yeah. So they're going to, not not like anyone else has shut up shop against us, in fact, quite the opposite. But um, if we go one nil up like we did against Halifax, I don't think we'll go and shut up shop and try and defend for it. We might as well keep going. We might as well keep trying to play attacking football.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, they seem like the type of team that when they go one down, they're going to start chasing the game anyway and it will, you know, it'll open up. And perhaps, you know, that probably happened when we played them before, but we were wanting to sit back on this one goal lead and just get a win from anywhere. Whereas now it feels like we're in a bit of a, obviously this is a different game being a cup game, but it feels like we're in a bit more of a position of, Confidence and belief, and able to, hopefully able to to play. I think one of the the big things will be the conditions and and the pitch because it has been really cold. Yeah, <laughs> and i don't I don't know if it's got warm enough to um do much to the pitch. I know the manager said the temperatures are going to go up over the weekend, but
2: yeah, for, for, I'm not going to go that high. No, they're not going to go high. But um, I mean, I work in a I work in an industry where things have been getting cancelled left, right and centre. Sporting events are few and far between on domestic shores, previewing a lot of stuff in America and Australia and things like that, because we know it's going to actually happen. Um, And the uh, the general consensus is going to be that Friday is going to be the worst day before it starts to make a turn on Saturday and Sunday. But things are still getting cancelled for Saturday and Sunday because events haven't had the time to prep and now I'm talking mostly about horse racing tracks not <laughs> one small <laughs> patch of grass which they've got to keep covered I'm talking about furlongs and miles of track that needs to be kept thawed out and that's obviously incredibly difficult to do but um it does seem the general consensus seems to be that um by the time the weekend comes around it's going to make a bit of a turn which hopefully means if we're prepped and we, we're led to believe that the covers are on and everything's ready to go and they can do no more. Yeah, I think it'll be. I see no reason why it couldn't go
1: ahead if we're if we're fully prepped and up for it. Mm. Yeah, well, the managers seemed positive. So yeah, yeah, and um, it would be nice to not have the heating on for a bit and save a few pennies. So that's <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for a bit of yeah. Um Not wrong. Not wrong. Let's talk. Let's talk FA Trophy and yeah. what what you think that means for the season. Um. i uh, I'm kind of welcoming the distraction away from the league at the moment. And I think we need something that's just going to take our eyes off the bottom end of the table for at least a weekend.
2: Yes, um, I, I completely agree. I think it is probably going to be, um, I mean, I've kind of already touched on it, but it's, it's, it's a license to be free. It's a license to have a crack at a team that want to have a crack at you. And I hope we see that as something we can enjoy. Um, We want to progress because there is prize money. There is, you know, it's been mentioned a few times in the presses today. I know Charlie Wakefield said, you know, you don't get many chances to play at Wembley in your life. And if that's where we end up in this competition, great, amazing. We'll all be there and it'll be, you know, I mean, 2022 Wembley from 2002 Wembley. That's got a nice little story, doesn't it? 20 years since we were last there for the FA Trophy final, albeit, obviously the first one at Villa Park, but to get to a final exactly 20 years later, it's a nice little story. The the marketing rights itself, doesn't it? Um, but in terms of where we are right now, it is nice to be thinking about just having a free, a free game, a little bit like we felt with Taunton in the Somerset Men's Premier Cup, of just be free. It doesn't
1: really matter. And that's a good thing, I think. Yeah. I'm, I know you don't mean it doesn't matter. I know the... What you're trying to get across, but it feels like quite a big deal for you know Mark Cooper as a manager who's won the competition as well. I think, I think that's a yep, there's a real sort of intent, and I think we've got a question about this, but I think certainly supporters of our age look upon the FA trophy fondly just because of that afternoon at Villa Park. Um, so it feels like something that I think it does. I know you don't mean it doesn't matter, but it feels like something that is important to us as a club and the manager himself. And I think, you know, based on what he said, it feels like he's going to pick a strongest possible team and there won't be anyone just in the team just for the sake of getting a run out like it was last year when we played Woking. And um yeah, there was just giving minutes to people.
2: Yeah, just a... Uh, yeah um you're right i i I don't necessarily mean it doesn't matter but if it goes wrong it doesn't matter as much as if it went wrong and this was a league game
1: yeah Yeah. so
2: um it's an interesting point you make about mark cooper having won it with darlington yeah is that right yeah um because darren style didn't ever win it hadn't ever won it chris hargreaves hadn't ever won it as a manager did he win it as a player I don't know. Not sure, without checking. I really should do more research doing these things. Um, but, you know, that means it matters. That means it, it it comes, you know, it brings memories back for these people and it it means that they can call upon what it took to get to X, Y, Z. In the same way, we look back on it as being a, a fond um, kickstart, if you like, for what was pretty much a decade of of solid success. Yeah, it's nice that Mark Cooper will understand what it means and and how it, you know, what it did for his Darlington team, what it did for his personal career, and players that that played for him, um, on that
1: day. On the uh, Chris Hargreaves question, Chris Hargreaves and Chris Todd have both played in an FA Trophy final in two thousand and oh, eight, and they lost lost it to Ebbsfleet. Ah. <laughs> awkward yeah awkward um so yeah maybe don't lean on them for your experience (laughs) mark uh (laughs) yeah i think yeah like we said it it, it's something that's important to us i think as a as our season in, in general i know you know i don't want to talk down the somerset men's premier cup but i feel like you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves and say we're going to win the FA Trophy, but a decent run in the FA Trophy. And, you know, that would lift the season massively and, you know, act perhaps as a springboard for the next season, um, depending on what happens at the club. It just feels... And, and the other thing is, Mark Cooper's record since coming in, you know, we've not lost in five, only lost to the Woking in that one game. I think there's an element of we could you know you could scrape through a few wins and get quite far in the competition um based on what we've seen so far from from Mark Cooper
2: oh yeah without question we should be thinking that you know this is probably one of the tougher draws in the field um there are plenty of you know I'm just looking at some of the other ties that are taking place in the southern area um Bath against Bromley Barnet Plymouth Parkway you know Chelmsford, Wilsden. There'll be lots of sides. Dagenham got Uxbridge. You know we we could have had an easier way of going about this, couldn't we? Let's be perfectly honest with you. Mm. Um, so to get through Slough got Taunton. I don't want to play them again. Uh yeah, Torquay... that said, we had an easy route in the FA Cup. Didn't we? we did it. We had a very easy route in the FA Cup. Stuff that up. Torquay, Chippenham. So get through this, and actually it'll feel like a significant moment and a bit of a, a bit of a potential spark that might lead then to. Actually, we've got Swindon Supermarine in the, next, in the next round. We can get through them. You know, it's that sort of thing of, well, hang on, and suddenly you're two games in, three games in. So runs are very easy to come by, and, and momentum is never a bad
1: thing at all. Mm. I think some of those fixtures you've listed this weekend, it's not a... There's not a snowflakes chance in hell that some uh, of those are going to go ahead. Uh, snowflakes.
2: <laughs> no, you're right. Um, I'm not sure what the frost
1: covers are like at Swindon Supermarine or <laughs> at Slough Town. Or, I suppose uh, they might have a 3G, but I suppose even there you get frozen. Yeah. Haybridge. Uh, Folkestone. Yeah, Farsley. We'll, we'll see.
2: But like I say, it, it never hurts to get a free hit. That's what the, I, I see this as. A bit of a free hit to go out, try and be as exciting as we can. Try and score a couple of goals,
1: maybe with a new signing. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You've have you checked the free transfers list? Do I haven't. You, shall um, I to do that now? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I mean, it could be Ronaldo. I suppose is a free agent.
2: He is. Hasn't he been is. announced yet. Of sounding for that Saudi side, is he?
1: No, maybe he's feeling a bit philanthropic and is, you know, feels like he wants to join a team and help.
2: Yeah. Does he get in the team? Does he get in over Oliver Bore?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure either. I mean, alternatively, he could just buy the club. That'd be useful. Either or. But then
2: then he becomes one of those chairmen who picks himself. Oh, okay. And that's, I mean, that's a dangerous place to be in it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He could buy. No, I think he needs to buy CV leisure if he wants a whole lot.
2: Apparently so. Yeah,
1: um, as, per, as per the contracts. Apparently. Mm. That free transfer list. How's that coming along?
2: It's going okay. Um, trying to narrow it down to realistic numbers, um, rather than quite literally, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo on the list. Are we? Are, are, are we assuming striker? I think so. Yeah.
1: Would you? I mean, we talked about it the other day, didn't we? Where, you know, what position do we most feel need strengthening? Um, um, Michael Ngu is a free, free agent. Isn't that exciting? Mm. We, well, love a, m- we love a player coming back, but I don't think we'd appreciate Michael Ngu coming back.
2: No, I don't think he'd appreciate it either. Because if you remember, his signing picture was absolutely grumpy on it. Yeah,
1: you but, but like most of them are now, them. aren't they, as well? Yeah, maybe it would be, you know, sign of, sign of the times. I don't know if they're asked to pose moodily rather than <laughs> rather Look than serious. thea the-
2: robinson yeah. how old
1: you've done a bit of uh social media stalking now haven't you
2: yeah we have indeed um morgan yeah. williams
1: dog i think is up front
2: yeah apart from morgan williams dog um okay so again i'm just with well, this is this is this is wild speculation um the Glover's cast listeners will will um, remember that, that everyone took the right Royal Michael out of Jamie Allen, who left for... Um, he left um, Halifax to go on loan to Love Island. Um, well, he apparently has followed a couple of the Town players on social media. Well, not, not apparently. I've seen it. He has. Um, <laughs> so it might mean nothing. It might mean absolutely nothing. He does play currently for Telford. He did play in Telford's last game. But if social media is to be believed... And I'm adding two and two together and getting 714 here.
1: If so, social media is to be believed.
2: And social media is never wrong, is one thing I've learned. Um, so, yeah, either that or it's someone who's only just left the World Cup. Couldn't announce him before. They could. So well, that, got, would be,
1: that would be Ronaldo. Ronaldo maybe, fits that bill.
2: Well, I'm thinking maybe, maybe it was Moroccan semi-finalists. Maybe. And they were waiting to get it done. Couldn't get over the line.
1: Feel like there's, I don't feel like there's many free agents at the World Cup. No,
2: maybe maybe we're splashing the cash, maybe we're
1: knocking out another club.
2: That council money, that council, we've just been sat on it exactly.
1: Interest rates are high, accruing a bit of interest on it. And there we go.
2: Bosh, Wilfred Boney,
1: yeah, he's he's at Newport County, he's done some bits for Newport County, hasn't he?
2: Well, there you go, get in. Come on, Wilfred Boney. Score them goals for (laughs) Yovi. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. (laughs) Yovi. Doesn't work. There you go. I'm. I'm. I'm going to keep looking. I'm keep looking here.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes,
2: we're going to get an exciting signing. Might be in tomorrow. Probably won't be Wilfred Boney. But hey.
1: But you are willing to uh, commit to social media. Social media. Let's not talk about committing. I'm not I'm not I'm not committing. Matez Vizra,
2: where's he? Was he know. at Bristol City?
1: Uh he was, wasn't he? Yeah. If he's he local was. board. So if we think okay, so we Ben reckons we're signing someone from Love Island. Um, I don't
2: reckon we're signing someone. I'm just saying.
1: Uh in social media. And that's another we if if two and two does equal seven hundred and we're getting another striker in. Mm-hmm. Um, we we talked about, or we are at a blog about Jake Scrimshaw in the week. Yeah. Um, today in the Gaffer's presser, the manager said that he was dealing with some personal issues and that the club were supporting him. Good. I mean, it feels the the point I made in the blog is it feels like we've signed this player with a bit of football league experience. Who sounded like a bit of a bags man in the Bournemouth mm. under twenty ones, and we were all very excited about it. But you know, played yeah, a the grand eleven shirt, yeah, yeah. Played a grand total of sixty-seven minutes so far, all from the bench. I think the longest time he was on the pitch was about twenty minutes. Um, it just feels like a, a signing that has really not. Been a successful one and it's one that we've got a player on on you know a two year deal we must have put some money down for him as well um and you know obviously if it, it, he's dealing with if he's dealing with personal issues you know we, there's, there's nothing that we can yeah. um it's, know, no- it feels
2: feels like a series of unfortunate events really yeah. um look if he's if he's dealing with personal issues and that is as wide ranging as it as it could possibly be First things first, I just hope he's okay. Because at the end of the day, football is a short career, professionally anyway. You have 18 till 35 ish, give or take, a little bit more, a little bit less. And for any player at our level, you aren't going to get bazillions of pounds during that time. So you just want someone to be okay. And if he's dealing with some stuff, then that, you know, all you can do is wish him well and wish him back to his best physically footballing wise the whole the whole shebang because actually you were right we were quite excited Mm. when we signed him Bournemouth under 21s they've got a good little academy system going on there some loans in the EFL scored a couple of goals not in any great numbers but felt like if he had a run if he got going if he had an opportunity to be a big fish in a small pond that actually he was a assigning you could get behind. And I know it sounds silly, but the, the gesture of giving him Tom Noll's shirt number, giving him a sort of a, a prominent thing. And then and then to not see him all that lot during during the Hargreaves era, that's that's where your blog comes from, doesn't it? More than anything. That Hargreaves era of we were pants and yet our striker that we paid money for never got a minute, never got an opportunity. And for me, if he's, if he's dealing with some stuff, two-year deal, I am, not, I am not ruling out the idea that he comes back in at some point and can be a worthwhile acquisition for us. He's got the time. He's got the club support we heard today. Good. That's a good thing. That's what we want. And actually, I'm not ruling out the idea of him being a, an important part of this football club. Maybe not immediately. Maybe not Saturday. Maybe in the future. But I don't think we should rule him out. In the same way, we've ruled out other people that have come and gone, like Matty Gravosti, for example.
1: No, I agree. And a and sort of, you know, similar player in like Jimmy Torre as well, you know. Yeah, exactly. Better example than Gravosti. Yes. Um, it felt it felt like things were a little bit tetchy under Hargreaves towards the end with him mm. as well. And yeah, and then obviously with Mark Cooper, I'm not sure. I think he came on for one match, but clearly not a Mark Cooper type of player. I think, yeah, I think that's the thing that sort of struck us about Scrimshaw is that it's under two managers. It's not like he's come in, played a load of games and disappeared. It's sort of this blanket thing of a player that we've signed, committed a two-year deal to spend some money on that. Yeah, that it's it's just a bizarre case really, isn't it? When we're a club that can't afford to splash the cash and we've got um, Jake, who's obviously not around at the moment, and the other player, Will Dawes, has gone back to Stratford. Um, yeah, that's
2: that's that's the thing, isn't it? Is that it's an eyebrow razor when this football club spends money, yeah, and you you that comes with a little tiny bit of expectation, and <laughs> yeah. that hasn't been met for either player for what appears to be a multitude of different reasons. Um, and that's that's frustrating because you then you hear things like balancing the books, then you hear things about you know having to to you work out the maths of the streaming stuff and all the rest of it. And yeah, it's, it's all a bit of a weird situation in an ideal world. I think what we'll see with Jake Scrimshaw is whatever it is that's, that's keeping him away. Doesn't last an awful lot longer, but that he can go somewhere on loan. Maybe if it's a closer to home thing or wherever it is, scores a bunch of goals between now and the end of the season comes back to the latter third of us, score some goals for us. And then next season, really kicks on and becomes a yoveltown goal scorer that would be i think the ideal situation at this point
1: mm. goals 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 and he it felt like he's from what we've read and the clips we've seen he feels like a different kind of striker to any of the others yeah. we've got as well so and i'm not sure if any of his cameos have really helped him in that front no because we've just been he's just been on chasing yeah and he came chasing on chasing around
2: i mean ugh, last it older time I was, than the last yeah. time he came on yeah, yeah. and That was a shambolic game of football, from our Hmm. point of view. He's an absolute hiding to nothing to come on that late on, play essentially left of a three and just be told to harrow and just change and just get, you know, into people's face. That's not him. That's not what he wants. What he wants is actually something a little bit like what we've got set up now of having players get wide areas and balls crossing in. the, The idea that Oliver Bore bombs down the line hits the byline, whips the ball in, Fisher nods it down, and Scrimshaw taps it home. That's that's the idea. I think that's where you put a player like Scrimshaw. And the sooner that can become available, you know, the, the more I'd be interested in seeing it. Simple answer is we just we just don't know. We haven't seen an awful lot. We haven't seen enough of him yet. And I just hope he gets whatever it is that's that's bothering him, troubling him, whatever it is that's keeping him away right now, gets sorted and he can get back to scoring some goals. Because like I say, he came with a
1: with a bit of potential and a bit of excitement. Can I just say you've made it sound so easy to score a goal there? I think uh, uh, ridiculous. Why thing, aren't you it? on the touchline? On the touchline, sit me in the six yard box, mate. Oh, you want to, you want Fisher to nod them down to you to put them yeah. away?
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> easy. <laughs> yeah. Easy this game. Easy. It, well, you you've made it sound very easy. Um a little bit of stuff on the FA trophy. So we have been asked a question not to answer on the podcast, but we'll do it anyway uh, about the game: what happens extra time penalties at the end of ninety? If it's level, mm-hmm. you you you've done a little bit of googling, haven't you? Yes, you, you I, love a you love a bylaw. I do
2: love a bylaw. I have the FA Trophy rule rule book downloaded on my mobile phone, okay. and I did enough scrolling. Anything before anything up to and including the semi final, no extra time, straight to. Spot kicks. Ooh. Dun dun dun. The final is extra time and penalties, unless both teams agree to sack extra time off. Which I love the idea of both managers just coming together at Wembley, going, "Should we just do? Should we just go spot kicks? Should we just... <laughs> I can't be bothered with another thirty minutes. That was awful. Let's not do it anymore. <laughs> let's, get, let's get this over with. I got a, I got yeah. an appointment to be at.
1: Don't want to gamble another half an hour with this ref. Let's yeah. let's go straight to penalties. <laughs>
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's go straight to penalties. So, yeah, uh, straight to penalties after 90 minutes.
1: Um, interesting comments
2: about penalties today from Mark Cooper. Did you hear him?
1: Uh, that he doesn't believe you can replicate the pressure.
2: Oh, but he will be practicing them. Do you believe you can replicate the pressure of a, of a last minute penalty? To take your team beyond Dorking Wanderers slash <laughs> equalise against France in the World Cup quarterfinal.
1: I think there's a bit of a difference between those two. Oh, just a little one, not a lot. <laughs> this is a this is a bit like the comparison of Dave last week would rather Yeovil reach the final of the Somerset Men's Premier Cup than England reach the World Cup final. Um,
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> which, he's he's yeah. on he's on to get his wish.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I I take his point. I don't think the pressure's that high um, in those moments, but we—I mean—we saw a penalty shoot against Needham Market last year where we absolutely crumbled, and against Weymouth where we scraped over the line thanks to shagger
2: hips. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm—I'm I'm, can, can I can I whisper it quietly? Here? No one. Yeah, you, you're not going to tell anybody, are you? No, no I I'm, I'm a little bit worried if I'm a little bit worried if we go to penalties. Are you? Yeah. Why? Because we're not very good at penalties. We weren't last season. Yeah, and we went out to need a market.
1: Yeah, but it's different season now.
2: Yeah, but we've taken three penalties and missed two of them.
1: (laughs) Just give them all to worthy.
2: It's not. It's not how a shootout works. Ah, you got to pick five.
1: (laughs) Okay, have you picked five? I think so. Have you? Okay, let me just have a look at this because I haven't. Um, haven't done it. So
2: I've been. I'm going off the idea that everyone's available. And everyone that I want to be on the pitch is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which might mean we've got a very attacking lineup come the 90th minute. Good. But
1: I um do you want to go first? Do you want to who, who's your number one? Who's my number one? My number one is Matthew Wormington. Let's get started right. Okay,
2: now I I'm not going Worthington one. No, I'm going I'm going Alex Fisher one so he can sky it.
1: No. no. Oh, okay.
2: Alex Fisher, number one, set us off, straight down the middle, no mucking about, keeper dives out of the way, Bosh, 1-0.
1: Have you seen Alex Fisher take a penalty this season?
2: Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Fisher's taking my first one. Who's taking your second one? Uh,
1: let's go for... Ooh. It's, it's oh. not a long list, is it? No, I'm going to go Chory Johnson. Oh, Oh, that's feisty, <laughs> is it? It is feisty. Why is it feisty? I don't know. Okay. He, 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 he's not on my list. Oh, okay. You At all, he
2: didn't, thought, he, he's, he's didn't our most make the technic-
1: five. Didn't he's our most. He's one of our most technically sound players. I think he's can, got something about him that I'd, I I'd put him on the spot. Yeah.
2: Wow. I think. I think. By the way, we should open this up. Can you tweet us or Facebook us your five in order before kickoff on. Saturday. Um number 2 for me was Jamie Andrews. Yeah. Okay. Classy player. I'm thinking side foot goes off the inside of the net like even if the keeper goes the right way he's not getting
1: anywhere near it. Yeah. You so, you've pictured it for him if yeah. anything. So yeah. Jamie if you are listening they all listen. Yeah. Um there you go. Yeah, Jamie Andrews uh number 2. Who's your number 3? My number 3 is going to be the Redemption arc of Alex Fisher midway oh, okay. midway through the uh, penalty shootout. Um, he's going to try and recreate, not try and recreate. He's going to recreate what he intended okay. against Gateshead, and it's yeah. going to be a Shearer esque top, top bins, top bins, or or Messi esque from Messi-esque. the other night. That was good one. That
2: was um, Worthy's my number three. Okay, because I think either he potentially wins the game at three nil if we've had a blind wow! Wow. Grantsmith's going to save the lot. Or it's right at that nervy point where you're like, right, really can't start missing them now. So, Bosh, I need my three to be solid. Worthy goes three.
1: Okay. Uh, my number four is Josh Staunton. Oh, see, he hasn't made my five either. Hasn't he? Because he didn't step up
2: against either Needham or Weymouth. I'm not sure he wants Penos. so he's not made my five.
1: Wow. I, I uh, know. Yeah, no, I'm I've gone I've gone in with Staunton. I think Captain steps up in number four and you know,
2: leader, real leader. Okay. I'm going um I'm going rogue. Are you? Yeah, Grant Smith taking my four. <laughs> Absolutely leather the thing, mate.
1: How has Grant Smith made your four? But Chory Johnson, you've not even thought I, about
2: I've no idea. It's crazy. Grant <laughs> Smith has made my four. Grant Smith has made four for me.
1: Okay, and if we reach five, yeah, uh, I'm going with "What's the Story?" Oh. Wow, man. okay, young, confident. <sighs> He's just gonna blast it home. Uh, I went lawson lost Did cool, you
2: calm and collected? Ooh. Need to, need to win the game. This is the one to win the game, or you need to stay in the game and get to. Uh... And get to knockouts, get to shootouts.
1: I'm not sure about Lawson non penalties. Are you not? No. Mm, I, think I wonder would. if he's too calm.
0: Yeah, but that's too fine.
1: Cool, calm, and collected. I don't Mike. think. He, I don't. I'm not sure he can kick it hard enough. You know Penenka, how he, mate. Penenka. he's, he's Penenka. quite. A, you reckon? Oh, imagine that to win
2: a game. Penenkin, an FA trophy. Scenes in the empty stands,
1: <laughs> and the screw fix stand went wild. <laughs>
2: so there you go. There's my <laughs> five. Um,
1: Fisher. Andrews, Worthy,
2: Smith, and Diath
1: to wrap up. And obviously, if we do sign Cristiano Ronaldo before the weekend, he'll, oh, he'll, he'll have to take put them. himself yeah. on number five to be the winner and all of that. Yeah, that's fine. There you go. Good. Charlie Wakefield takes six, by the way. He
2: takes the first knockout. He was the one that just... yeah he?
1: Out. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm going another redemption arc, Malachi Linton. Okay. Yeah, fine. Cool. Cool. I'm okay with either of those. This time it's personal. Any this government. time it does, yes. <laughs> um, um, Max, Max, Max you listening. Hunt. Sorry, mate. You take eleven. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. Max on eleven. Um, was there anything else to touch on before we take some questions? Should we talk about? Let's talk about the old. Uh, obviously, there's been a bit of a bit of a rumbling on social media this week with the. Just for uh, a change. <laughs> Uh, what did you say earlier? If social media is to be believed. Um, yeah. Bit of a rumbling with uh, the prospective takeover. If there is even a takeover, we don't really know anything about this at all. Um, but the talk of um, the buyback on the land uh, at Hewish Park, um, Martin Hellier saying that the the exclusive uh, rights of buyback is with CV Leisure rather than any of the, the football club companies because um, he said he reached out. Oops. Did we not know that? Was there not a
2: four-year Well, I think... Thing? I thought we kind of knew that. Whether or not that's a good thing or not, I don't know. But I feel like we kind of knew that.
1: I, I think the way it has always been phrased is that the football club would have the rights to buy back the land buy it back yeah but if if someone was to come in and say right i'm buying Yeovil town holdings and Yeovil town football and athletic club limited they wouldn't have the right to buy back the land if that is the case because the right the company that has the rights to buy back the land is cv leisure so if somebody wanted to buy back the land they would have to buy back cv leisure first
2: is that but, where it is? This is this is where I'm this is where I'm an awful, terrible, rubbish human being because I don't know anything about this stuff and but, i really wish was here.
1: But <laughs> that's how I understand it. That's okay. how I
2: understand it. That's a bad it? thing. That's a bad thing, right? That a personal account, a personal company that isn't the football club, but has control over the football club can make
1: that decision. Hmm.
0: Well, that's well a bad it doesn't thing. yeah, it
1: doesn't feel <laughs> doesn't feel great yeah. and doesn't feel doesn't feel me with confidence that No the decision or a decision that would be made would be totally in benefit of the football club. So,
2: is this the point where we say that we have said some, asked some things?
1: Well, we've asked the council, we've gone through the proper channels, emailed the comms team at SSDC, who did come back with an answer um, that didn't particularly answer the question. So, Uh, I did go back to them to say, uh, what about the questions? Um, I'll just pull up their response, but I haven't had an an answer back then. So there's an element of this is part of the confidentiality of the deal. And uh, when the time is right, it will be made public knowledge and all of that. Um, I think
2: think it's worth saying that, again, we have not a royal use of the word we here because this is where I'm useless and again it's, it's you and Dave but you know we've put freedom of information in on certain things we've tried to get information and you know should as we record on day 15 of the 7 to 10 that Scott Prieston offered we have a list of questions ready to go should a and uh, a Q&A become available we have lists and these <laughs> that list feels like it gets bigger um, so look, we're, we're trying we've got to do things properly and and professionally and all the rest of it. But yeah, sorry, Dave. You, uh, sorry, Ian, you were going to go through and um tell us what, what they responded with.
1: Yeah, so the questions that I asked earlier this week is when is the first rental payment for Yolvertown Football Club due? Because obviously we had a year where we weren't going to be paying rent. And what is the cost for yearly rent to the club? So I believe, I mean, the, the deal was confirmed. Was it confirmed in May or June? Mm-hmm. Um So... Presumably from May, we're going to have to start paying rent on our home. Uh, How that will work and how much that will cost and where that extra money will come from that we wouldn't have had to have found last year is anyone's best guess. Um, So, yeah, we've asked that. And, yeah, the question that Martin has put to people to ask on social media before saying actually don't ask that question because the council are going to be inundated, uh, was who has the buyback rights for the site and is there a period of exclusivity for that company? Um, So the response that the council gave us was, we cannot provide a public commentary on all elements of a commercial transaction due to the required confidentiality, but we can give assurances that when commercial data can be released, we will ensure this is publicly available. As we have disclosed disclosed publicly, the purchase of the land included a buyback clause for YTFC, so it can consider this option when its financial situation has improved. This is me speaking now, not the uh, the response. Um, obviously, so that the buyback clause for YTFC could mean one of three, you know, there's three companies associated with Yovertown know, Football Club. Uh back to the council. The the lease is structured with the football stadium and ancillary areas being the core area which would continue to be used for club purposes throughout the lease. The remaining non-core land is also leased to YTFC, but the club can continue to seek planning permission for development on that land. If consent was granted the council will be entitled to, to seek a purchaser for that land who would take forward any development. The sale proceeds would be retained by the council but 80% would be applied to benefit Town by being used to enable a reduction in rent pro rata to the capital recovered. Town would have an option to buy back the residual freehold property, and the price would also be reduced by the pro rata impact of development land sale proceeds. That was exciting. Yeah, what
2: does it mean? I have no idea. <laughs> this is, we, I've had this conversation before. But I hate it when council use councilly words. Talk yeah, to so like five.
1: Yeah, I mean it's still,
2: I don't know. So I let's let's follow that up then because on social media, Martin Hellier asked the question and John Clark um, mm-hmm. replied. Uh, at yep. chestnutters i'm the portfolio holder for commercial strategy so the responsible elected member for the ytfc deal which ssdc entered into in good faith what is your question i will seek to get it answered to which martin hellyer said the question is quite simple john does ssdc have the right to sell the stadium and grounds to anyone other than cv leisure they have not um john has not replied martin himself has uh, asked very politely um to twice for an update as have a considerable number of other Yeovil Town supporters over the course of the <laughs> last couple of days, and um, yeah, that's uh, it's not going well. Uh, so John Clark, credit to him for reaching out, but um, if you're going to reach out, you're going to answer some questions. And it is, um, yeah. Well, by the time this is released, it'll be Friday, so you'd presume that Saturday and Sunday are off limits. So, yeah, look, this has the potential to get a little bit lean or messy, and if it does, clarity is key. But the one thing this football club has not provided, at uh, any point over the last couple of years, is anything like any kind of clarity. So we have to uh, hope that things like freedom of information's work, and that people who respond on social media actually go about their their very best to find answers in good faith.
1: And so, from this council, uh, from the council statement, so the way I read this is Yeovil can look for planning permission. They get, if, if, or Scott Preason can look for planning permission, gets planning permission to build a load of houses around the ground. Mm-hmm. The council will then seek a purchaser for that land, and the purchaser will take for the development. The money is then retained by the council, but 80% of it takes is taken off of Yeovil Town's rent. That's how I read this statement. So if
2: Scott Priestnell draws up some plans, gets everything sorted, and the council go, yep, that's completely okay, you can definitely do that. The council can then seek a company to buy the land, build the houses for which Scott has got plans for, but then the revenue of that is used against the rent? Yeah, so... So if you buy, if, for, you buy a house at, sake, if you buy a house at Priestnall Towers, you'll be paying the football club's rent.
1: For for argument's sake, say someone purchased that land for ten mil, yeah, and the council have paid two point eight million for it. There's eight, no, seven point 2, two million yep. left on top, which goes where? <laughs> I don't know. This is this is the thing. I don't really know how it works out. Yeah. It reduces the rent. It covers the rent, and then there's.
2: So we get. So if the rent is, if the rent is, uh, we're plucking numbers out of thin air here. If the rent is five hundred grand a year, I know it's not going to be, but if it's five hundred grand a year, we
1: can have seven years free rent.
2: Yeah, or there won't be any
1: rent because we will have paid off the total bill at the end. We'll just there will be that rent on the core land. Right. I know. John Clark, if you're listening. Come on mate, come and talk to us bud because this this is this has got the the potential to get really really silly really really quickly. And if this can't be answered in five word bullet points. Yeah. No. No, the statement no. Please answer this in five word bullet points. <laughs> exactly.
2: Cuz I think everyone's everyone will be concerned that at its at, at its most extreme and I've seen this mentioned somewhere I don't really know possibly on Facebook somewhere. Plans are drawn up, and it's Max May Limited that buy them, that that get the contract, and suddenly it's the whole roundabout thing of it all ends up back in one person's pocket. Mm. Now I've I've no idea, I've just got no idea, but it's it just just this is where the lack of clarity does nobody any favors, and I feel really stupid because I have not got a clue what we've talked about for the last ten minutes.
1: <laughs> well, should we try and do some questions that we might know what we're talking about?
2: Um, Yeah, but I I think before we do the questions, we should clarify something from last week's mini-pop quiz. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) Ian asked a question from a gift that he got given regarding England's penalty woes at Euro 2006, was what the card said. Mm, it did. There was no Euro 2006. No, I know. It was a World Cup 2006, Euro 2004. Now, on both occasions, we went out on penalties to Portugal. And actually, I answered Jamie Carragher, which would have been correct it for would. one, but also incorrect for the other. Darius <laughs> Forcell was the other correct answer. So, the makers of the game, that we're not going to publicize because you're rubbish, you need to sort your life out. Have you sent them a harshly worded email? No.
1: I think you should. Before we do the, the Glover's cast questions, yep. the GCQs, do you want to yep. do a quick fire round of these questions? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, always. Okay. Okay, we did that one. I can't lose this either, because Dave's not here. No, you can't. Uh, general knowledge. Go. Ludogorets to are a club based in which country? Belgium. Incorrect. Ludogorets? Bulgaria. Ah, oh, yeah. Bulgaria. Okay. A throwback football. Okay. Which of these was not used as a venue for the 1966 World Cup finals in England? Goodison oh. Park, the White Definitely City was. Stadium... Old Trafford or Anfield?
2: Uh, Goodison Park definitely was. Because I think England played there at least once. Um, let's go with Old Trafford.
1: The answer is Anfield. Yeah. Uh, who was the first player to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final?
2: Uh, I reckon I reckon I got a chance with this one. I reckon it's
1: Sir Hurst. It is Sir Jeff Hurst, correct. That's the first one you've got tonight. It is. Um, And Premier League. Yep. One Premier League question for you. Uh, In 2021, which player broke Peter Crouch's record for the most appearances as a substitute in Premier League history? What a question, by the way, Jeff. Um, Who's Jeff? um, By a substitute. Your wife would get it. Would she? Oh, is it james milner it is james milner that's outstanding <laughs> there we go that's those G-C-Qs. questions
2: gcqs, G-C-Qs. have you got them i, I i've I... got them
1: yeah yeah Have you I've got them don't worry do we need to check facebook did, did no, they put don't. it on facebook i have checked facebook i couldn't see it asked, okay good so Fine. Uh, Sorry, uh first question is from david coates a uh, yep. long time listener first time questioner not sure that's strictly true Um, But if you could replace all of the grass in the world with something else, what would it be and why? Oh, my word. Um,
2: (laughs) um, You'd want, I mean, I fear for the livestock. It would have to be something like wheat, wouldn't it? For the livestock, (laughs) otherwise they'd all die. And we wouldn't get any beef burgers. Yep. I don't know. I'm trying to be practical about it. Okay. If you want to be comfort, you want to go down the comfort route, maybe maybe a soft
1: sponge. (laughs) I don't know. What would you go with? Um, What about if we bypass the whole livestock thing and just had like beef? Or just replace grass with beef? Yeah, you just went outside and picked up a handful of beef and shoved it in the oven. Can we just change it to bacon? I'll get on with that just bacon yeah but beef's a bit more diverse isn't it you can do a bit more beef you can do a bit more beef maybe potatoes what? you want
2: more just potatoes chips. just chips <laughs> chips okay. and that's, that's a great question
1: yeah you, you should ask question. more questions Dave yeah um, <clears> Hugh, <throat> is, support. Hugh has asked a question with you might need to open Twitter for this one but I've seen it not, I've seen it I've got, uh, yeah, he's asked a question with some brilliant pictures yeah. of food making me quite hungry right now mm. um you can only have one of these and which is it i think he's asking on on your christmas dinner you're only, you can only have one <laughs> and so have
2: the other three got to go or can i have all four but actually i can
1: only have one of one of them Right, let's answer two questions. Okay, let's do it both. Okay, so we're going to eliminate three. Yeah, you can eliminate three, and also you can have all of the others, but you can only have one of one of them. Okay, very different answers. Yes. Okay, so let's eliminate three. Which three are you getting rid of? Which one are you keeping? I'm keeping pigs in blankets. Correct answer. Correct answer, yes. Um, uh,
2: On a technicality, because I feel like you can have other potato options... Like I don't want a mashed potato, I don't want a boiled potato on my Christmas dinner, no. but it is at least a substitute for the roasty. Okay. You cannot, you can't swap the pigs and blanket out for anything. No. I can, I can, yeah. So it's a technicality. So
1: yeah, technicality. on the question is, you're say, I'm not having roast, so I'll just load a dollop of mash on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want that from Christmas dinner. Do I no. heck, but <laughs> you aren't taking my pigs and blanket away from me over my dead body. There we go. So the other answer is. You've only get one of one of them, but lots of the others. Yeah. I think we might be on the same wavelength here as well. I can see it in your eyes. Can you? Yeah. I yeah. don't I, even know I, what my eyes can see at the moment. Your eyes are saying that you only need one
1: stuffing ball. Do you know you they need,
2: are? You, you, yeah, they are. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I know a longing look at a Yorkshire pudding when I see one.
1: Well, the Yorkshire pudding was never in doubt it's no. whether it's it's the roasties it's whether i would have just uh, one roast potato oh or... no i need several roast potatoes yeah yeah, yeah
2: i think without I question could. i need i need dozens of pigs and blankets minimum three <laughs> yorkshires one stuffing ball take it or leave it There you we go. A, if, you, if you put a cranberry in a stuffing ball i'd live without them altogether <laughs> get rid of
1: them um here she asked another question less what? food related uh yeah. Yobeltown fans seem, uh, Town fans have to be in their 30s to have much connection with, with m- memories of the FA trophy. Do you still care about the FA trophy any more than we cared about that waste of space EFL trophy? If yes, why? If no, why not?
2: I appreciate the fact that he's called it the fat
1: as well. Mm.
2: Do you still care about the fat? <laughs> um, I'm over. I care. I care about the FA trophy since we've been down in this division obviously. I'd never cared about the EFL trophy apart from that one year where we got quite close and Leighton Orient did us in like the last minute and they put on cheap travel and that,
1: that was it. a year we went
2: up yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was. When I kind of cared about we vet ups and didn't we. Yeah, I kind of I kind of cared about that. That was a that was a fun trip down me and Dave drove down the motorway for Leighton Orient away that night. Ed, um, didn't even,
1: Ed didn't even remember he was in. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's, either, like, that's
2: how important the EFL trophy was. Yeah. The, the FA trophy for me is symbolic because of what happened in 2002 and the fact that I am of that generation that latched onto the football club as a direct result of that. Mm. Like that's kind of that
1: me. like non-league FA Cup. Yes. Exactly. And, as well, isn't
2: it? Exactly. So for me, the FA trophy still does mean a lot. The context over the three or four seasons that we've obviously been back in it
1: is slightly different. So, yeah, I think for like our generation as well, it's like that first thing we saw us actually win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, and it was what yeah. introduced us to Gavin Williams,
2: to Adam Stansfield, to Michael McIndo, to Chrissy Will, to Skiver. You know, that generation, those players were playing, but then they went and did this thing on the telly. Little old me was in the front row of the hot end. And suddenly the magic I had seen on telly was happening in front of me. So yeah, that yeah definitely means a lot to me.
1: Okay. Uh, Dexter Tyson asks, what would your perfect Christmas day evening TV viewing be? And would you go for the cold cuts or go crazy on the chocolates? All about the cold cuts, me. Are you? Yeah.
2: All about the cold cuts. Ham potentially glazed in some sort of cola
1: or something. Does it not depend on what time you've had dinner? No. 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 Because I'm I don't mind a
2: I do not mind do not mind a chocolate, don't get me wrong. I will I will tear the back doors off a <laughs> off a selection box if I gotta. But give me a cold cut. Give me some ham, bit of turkey, bit of pickle, bit of onion,
1: bit mm. of bread. I'm going I'm going chocolates. Oh, yeah. Perhaps perhaps a some sort of crispy yeah, yeah, somewhere, yeah, yeah, bit definitely. savory in there, but yeah, I'm I'm heading for the chocolates rather than I mean Boxing Day, cold meat and mash, absolutely, but not on uh, not Christmas Day. I'll be no. too full of pigs in blankets at that point.
2: A cold pig and blanket is delightful, by the way.
1: Uh, Christmas Day TV viewing,
2: anything that isn't Mrs Brown's Boys.
1: <laughs> um, I'm not or much of we'll a midwife. Yeah, uh,
2: uh, oh, yeah, Jen will have that on. My 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 mum is a, is a midwife, so she will definitely have that on, bawling her eyes out um i'm not much of an evening tv viewer and it's uh, a sunday so we'll be we'll be recording a podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh doctor who of course
1: yes doctor you're, who will, will you're will gonna be learn there. how david tennant becomes the other dude absolutely it's oh, exciting it's very exciting Good. there you go dexter tyson doctor who um doctor who and chocolate uh robin bachelor asks what rules of football would you... Uh, he's asked this question. Has he asked this... Has he asked it twice? Yeah, that's it. quite. Okay, let's go with... Uh, we'll go with the second wording of it. If you could experiment with changing one rule about football, what would it be? I would like to try out larger goals as they have remained the same size whilst goalkeepers are now much taller than they were historically. Is that true?
2: Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't verify. Have, have right you now. done the appropriate legwork, Robin? <laughs> have you? Mm, not sure. Um, larger goals I'm not sure how I feel about that how would you feel about larger goals it would make things easier for us to score <laughs> but I feel like they would need to be significantly larger
1: yeah I think the rule that so when we used to play at college just like a kick around at lunchtime or whatever uh, we made a rule we also have a rule when we play on a Tuesday night so I'll do the college rule first was um once you hit 90 minutes So once you hit the end of the game uh, the winner had to be an overhead wow um, and what we do on a Tuesday night when we play is once we reach nine o'clock it's first to two and then whoever scores two goals wins wow there you go maybe we could do that then play to score I think it's a little bit different six
2: aside at Westfield School um, <laughs> other rules to change as everyone knows stickler for the squad numbers I'd I'd need a good reason to see a squad number over thirty nine, otherwise it is bookable. <laughs> um, um, that would obviously happen. Uh, multicolored boots, different color boots, also bookable offense. Failing to beat the first man at a corner, bookable offense. Foul throws, bookable offense. Mm-hmm. I just book a lot of people. I think at this point,
1: you'd make a good National League ref.
2: I would make a great National League ref. I really, really would. Yeah, it's what we've learned. It's a great question, Robin. What what uh, other laws would you change? Because um, larger goals, I'm not feeling. Smaller goals, go down that way. Make them, make them really short and really wide, like they do in the side goals. Yeah, like really wide.
1: Yeah. What was um, was it? Arsene Wenger who suggested kick-ins.
2: Well, yeah, he's a bit. Throwing.
1: He's a bit. He's not had a great time of it as he recently. No. No, I, I, another rule that might be good that we used to do. So we used to play, um, there was a place in town that doesn't exist anymore called strike where it was like an indoor four aside on like three G and it was like Scorchio. if you played in the summer, it was just unbearably hot. (laughs) Um, but we used to play that. You could only score inside the box. Okay. So you can score any worldies. Or we would play it that um, if you scored outside the box, everyone had to have had a touch of the ball before you scored.
2: Okay. like it. Technicalities. Um, if, you are two, one, if you are one goal in a deficit beyond the 90th minute and get a corner, the goalkeeper has to come up.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
2: Has to. It, it drives me mad. Why would you not send the keeper up at 2-1 down?
1: Did that happened happen in the World Cup game?
2: It drives me mad. It happens all the time. It happened. <laughs> where did it happen? I, I saw it happen somewhere. Did it happen at Scunthorpe? It might have happened at Scunthorpe on the opening day. We got like a string of late corners. And I was sat there thinking, get the hell up, Grant. What are you doing, man? Haven't you seen Chris <laughs> Wheel? So that's another one I would have. 90th minute beyond, 2-1 one down, 1-0, 3-2, 4-3, 7-6. Doesn't matter. Get that goalie up.
1: Speaking of tall goalkeepers, though, Grant Smith is not going to win as many areas. Doesn't matter. As Doesn't Vier, matter. Okay. Doesn't
2: matter. He's there just to cause chaos.
1: And if it's after 90, it's got to be a bicey anyway. So
2: It's got to be a bicey. Oh, yeah. imagine that. Grant Smith, <laughs> after 90, Bicy.
1: keepers have to come up and you can only score overhead kicks.
2: Tell me that's not entertaining. I will not. Exactly. I will not. Right. And if you're, if you're, if you're paying for a cheap ticket to go to Dorking, and that's what you see on Saturday, because it's cheap because it's the FA Trophy, and Grant Smith pulls up a 94th minute overhead to to draw the game to penalties and then takes the fourth one to send us through. That's
1: it. Eat that, Hollywood. <laughs> Eat that, Hollywood. That's all the questions, Ben. So should we... Oh, uh... stuff.
2: This has been short and sweet, hasn't it? Well, I say it's been short and sweet. It's nine o'clock.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we started early. So We did. Cracking news. Did. Lovely stuff. Well, good. Cheers, mate. Bye. We'll, we'll talk at some point. Who knows the weekend? I expect. Let's see what happens. The game might not, not be on. No, Alex. Exactly. We, we don't that. really know what's going to happen, do we? Who knows? Who knows? But I've enjoyed your company. Thank you. Always a pleasure.
0: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Scott slams it in. There's
1: Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal.